Yo, thanks for listening to another episode of Invite the Neighbors DIY Podcast. Um, we are changing the name to your new favorite band podcast. I'm getting, I just think it makes more sense for what this is. I feel like a lot of people ask me, what does Invite the Neighbors mean? And it's just like, I mean, yeah, I can explain it. But if I just say this is about podcast called Your New Favorite Band, it kind of tells you that we're, have, we're showing you new bands all the time. A lot of DIY bands, maybe a lot of bands that you never heard of. So I think it makes more sense. So we're working on getting all the logos and stuff changed over and all the social media. So there might be some overlap where things still say invite the neighbors. But make no mistake, this is going to be called uh, Your New Favorite Band. So um, thank you for listening. Um, on this episode, we talked to Danny Nono of Homemade Ski Mask, who also runs Big Eleanor Records out of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, Danny's also into um, different types of fashion, like using fashion as merch, you know, like making merch more fashionable than like just throwing a band name on a t-shirt. So we talked about that and we talked about a lot of stuff. So let's get into it. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah, no, it'll be fine. Yeah, we're good because uh, it'll. Uh, yeah, I never have that problem. I always have other problems. There's always other problems, so <laughs> yeah. there will guaranteed be some sort of audio um, imperfection with this episode. So let's just, you can just let go of any delusion that it will sound great. <laughs> it's Discord. Lord, it not. sucks. Lord. Yeah. Lord. Thank um, you for making me feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all good, dude. I mean, I prefer doing these in purpose, person when I can, but, you know, obviously yeah. not everybody can come to Taylor, Michigan you know yeah yeah it's it's whatever i mean it's fine i'm just kind of talking to a uh robot arm right now so it's cool <laughs> right where are uh where are you guys from yeah we're from uh lancaster pennsylvania oh okay yeah we talked yeah. to uh we talked to a band from there within the last year Episode Where? 100, I think, was a band, from, well, guy, guy in a band from Lancaster. Um, didn't learn a whole lot about Lancaster that I remember <laughs> anyways. I didn't retain a lot of information. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I don't know how much knowledge I'm going to want to spit to you anyway about Lancaster either, so. I mean, it's all good, dude. Um, <laughs> I'm curious, though. It's like you started, what, your name's Chris, right? Am I uh, been talking to a Chris? Oh, uh, who the fuck uh, am I thinking? I was talking. Yeah, I was emailing uh, with a Chris today. My bad. <laughs> yeah, nah, that yeah, that was not myself. Uh, yeah, no worries. Yeah, so you're talking to right now, Danny Nono from Homemade Ski Mask, uh, Big Eleanor Records, uh, Mike Tennant, the other member of Homemade Ski Mask. He's just a little busy, tied up today, so uh, it's just me running solo right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wonder who the fuck I was talking to. Anyways, <laughs> maybe someone compl- I mean, I knew you were the one with Big Eleanor Records and that's what I was kind of yeah. wanted to kind of get into. So, are you Now, I have a friend in in the uh like the southeastern Michigan area that does a record label and it's kind of like you know, he he has a he doesn't have like a storefront and I'm I'm assuming you don't have like a storefront. It's just like a like how did it start out? Like kind of what does Big Eleanor look like? Like in person, sure, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, and first of all, I just gotta say thank you for sharing your space with me. Thank you for your enthusiasm to wanting to talk today. Um, we all definitely really appreciate it, and I'm really excited just to kind of be existing here with you right now. So, yeah, uh, dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, thank you for asking. Um, Big Eleanor Records. No one's fucking with Big Eleanor Records. Uh, basically, <laughs> I uh, I started as a drummer. I was just a part of putting out uh, different albums with different people that I that I'm friends with that I respect as artists. Uh, and then after kind of doing it for a couple times with a couple different people and learning a little bit each way, learning about how to record more, learning about how to promote more, learning just learning the whole everything every single time. Uh, by the time I got the homemade ski mask, it was like. Fuck, these songs are too good just to kind of let out into the wild anymore. Like, I'm sick of releasing my own shit. Uh, I feel like I myself do a little better promotion than half the record labels. I feel like I'm more focused. I can care about my own projects a little bit more than anybody else could. So I just kind of right. put it in my own hands and I'm just kind of uh, 
DIY from the ground up, building it. Uh, it's obviously a slow process, quote unquote, slow process, but that's just because there's a lot of foundation that needs to be built. Um, so the, it started with the, you know, the punk rock, and then we're going to extend, you know, through skateboarding culture, through hip hop, through, you know, anything that kind of influenced me. I want to kind of pick from and attack and kind of infiltrate and make my mark on. Um, so I don't have a storefront. It's all kind of online, all kind of word of mouth, but, uh, yeah, all the stuff's kind of sold out of the same trunk that I sell my mixtapes out of. Nice. Do you have, um, I mean, do you have any artists lined up currently? I, I do. So, uh, half of, uh, kind of big Eleanor started to be on my own shit. So obviously I still, I'm always going to be working. I plan on drumming for, you know, a couple more years. So, um, I'm going to work. I have my own releases lined up with, you know, bands and, and people I work with, uh, kind of follow up EPs to some other stuff that I put out last year that will now be on big Eleanor. And then, uh, my first, most likely my first, uh, non me playing physically on the record, uh, thing that we release, uh, is probably going to be more on the hip hop side. Uh, this gentleman I've been talking to connecting with his name's pace. Uh, P-A-C-E, look him up, um, from New Jersey, and we've been building, connecting for a little bit, and it's just kind of, I, I trust what he's going to give me, and I, hopefully I can kind of fulfill my part of the expectations, and uh, I think more of the hip-hop will be my first adventures, because I, you know what, I can bring punk rock people in, but until someone's kind of doing it better than me, or I come across someone who I feel is more dedicated to the craft and the creation than I am, I feel like I'm just going to make it myself you know what i mean so yeah hip hop and yeah i'm just kind of seeing how i can talk to talk my way into like the skateboard community as well because that's very important so i have an idea go to the skate park <laughs> well, no, no, no shit and i do go to the skate park but i'm too busy skating i guess <laughs> yeah no what i mean by that is though i i, I feel like that community of people uh are going to be very DIY oriented I feel like you're gonna get like a response like you're not gonna I, I feel like it's not gonna be the type of thing where you go and you let them know that like hey you're uh you got a record label blah blah and they're just gonna like laugh you off or something whereas with uh, with other communities that might be the case I feel like skaters having myself been one they're always down to like you know kind of like except these sort of startup type things with open arms, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like it, it's just, there's like this overlap with skate community and DIY. Um, so I don't, that's why I said, just literally go to the skate park, which not, not that you couldn't have thought of that or you hadn't thought of that already. I'm just making the point that like, of course, man, I, I love skateboarding, like skateboarding as much as I love the music and the ones and twos of the business and the, then meeting people, man, skateboarding is where it's at. There's nothing better than skateboarding. So yeah, the skateboard community that I talk to the people that I kind of hang out with when I go to the park, like there, yeah, there, there's, there's dedicated skaters that uh, I am lucky enough to call friends that I don't talk to on business just because they're my skateboard friends. So yeah, um, I'm very grateful to know some of the skateboarders I know around here, of course. Yeah. Are you like, have you been skating like since you were a kid? I I have. Yeah. I've been, I'm not like, you know, I'm not like no pro or I'm, I'm not, on some like crazy shit but i i frequently skate and have consistently skated you know for a good i guess 18 years like 15 18 years i guess sweet dude yeah i was a skater and uh i'm not anymore because dude i was so bad but like it was i was like the weirdest fucking skater man like i could i could do I had like one or two tricks. I was always working on like one tricks that my friends couldn't do that were way better than me at skating. Like I couldn't consistently kickflip. I maybe landed like two kickflips my whole life, but I could heel flip in, um, but I could do like these varial 180 heel flips that just just because like, yeah, it was just weird, dude. Like I could do those and like, I, it, 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 there was one time it wasn't like a hard flip, but it was like some other weird thing that I could do that other people couldn't do. And, but I couldn't kick flip and I could barely <laughs> pop shove. You know what I mean? It was fucking weird. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you gotta bring your own style, you know, 
Because I'll find that, too. I'll go to the park, and there'll be people that are just fucking cooking. And I'm just like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, what am I doing here? And then I'll just find, like, my one little corner, and I'll just start kind of working on my own little unique tricks. And, yeah. I mean, half of, half of skateboarding you- is style. Half of anything is presentation and style. So if you're just coming with your own unique style, like, you're, you're better than half of the robots that are doing crazy tricks anyway, you know? Yeah. I mean, same thing with songwriting. You know? Like, yeah. you could you know not have the most technical ability but if you have you know i mean even if you're only playing chords and singing over top of them if you do it in, in your own style in in a way that people feel like they haven't heard that before you don't have to be like a technical genius you can just do your own thing and do something new while still being making it really easy you know what i mean exactly. like it, exactly Exactly. And I mean, apply that to anything in life. You always got to, you know, come with your own style and, you know, uh, fortune favors the bold, as they say. So you got to just come come wild and with different style than anyone and just come kind of bold with anything you do, I think. Yeah. Some might argue that driving down the street requires a certain level of adherence <laughs> to one uh, yeah, I'll be ghost riding the whip. I'm out the fucking running next to the shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They don't award style points for that. They award uh, <laughs> citations. <laughs> but what about, so you guys play the homemade ski mask stuff. I listened to that a little bit today. Um, it was, I, I really, I dug it, man. It, I could see where you have like some, obviously like rock, like heavier rock elements too, maybe a little punk too, but it's not just mm-hmm. like, it's not like straight up skate punk. You know what I mean? I wouldn't call it that. It's definitely yeah. like structurally, it's more interesting. There's a lot, of, there's different movements, like the structures move quicker. You know what I mean? Like parts, parts change faster. Like there's more, there's more parts to it than just like a standard punk song would have, which makes my ADD happy. Thank you for, thank you for noticing that. Um, that's something, there's a couple, obviously a couple different influences that we could pull from, but there's one distinct influence that I just remember discussing and, and talking and being like, yo, we need to come like this, come like this. And we yeah. both agreed. And that was uh mad villainy. He fucking by MF doom and, and mad lib, you know, the, the hip hop early 2000s hip hop record. Um, Interesting. Something about that. I mean, obviously, we're both big hip hop heads. I myself, big hip hop fan. But something about the the unique approach of that album it it exists on its own. But that being said, the song structures there's just something weird. It's just uh, for a rap album, it's just one verse, nice, good long verse, good beat, beat switch at the end, weird stuff in the middle, next song, quick minute song. So it was like it doesn't follow the same structure of a typical hip hop album especially right. in the early 2000s when things was like kind of blingy and, and over the top where it was just like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, like catchy, catchy, catchy. This was just like, uh-huh. let's, let's comment this completely different songwriting. And for a hip hop album to hold a song structure conversation to me is just like unbelievable. So I was like, yo, mad villainy. And he was like, yo, mad villainy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, all, it's always interesting to hear when people have influences that are, you don't necessarily hear it directly. Like you need to be told by the artist what they were thinking because you wouldn't listen to it and think that, but, mm-hmm. but when, when you tell somebody that and then they go and listen to the mad villainy or whatever, and then they can hear it. You know what I mean? Where, yeah. where it isn't like as obvious as some bands, I'm not knocking these other bands, but like mm-hmm. there's some bands like my, my buddies, uh, Paper Lanterns are like a punk band and they will straight up tell you like Green Day is one of their biggest influences and you can hear it because it is that type of music. And, you know, it's definitely got things that make them different, but like it's an influence that you can hear versus like an influence that you have to like understand based on Mm -hmm. like what you just told me, you know? Yeah. And first and foremost, rest in peace, MF Doom, uh, just legend, legend in the game. I, I, I structured a lot of how I am as an artist after him. So Rest in peace, MF Doom. Crazy, crazy back catalog. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously I could talk about the, the there's the obvious influences, but to me, like there should be able to pull from a different influence for a different thing. For me, even a different verse of a different song, like a verse and a chorus of the same song will have a different influence. So I'm always trying to pull from all these crazy influences and people that I've respected how they did it and combine it. Um so, I mean, Mad Villain is obviously, like you said, the rock influences, but 
yeah, it was kind of coming and seeing how many different influences that we could pull from and kind of combine it. Cause obviously anyone can make a straightforward punk album or whatever, but you know what I mean? You gotta come with your own style, come correct with it. So yeah. Curious. Um, have you, do you have something similar when it comes to like crafting your record label? Like, are there other record labels that you kind of look to as a template to sort of, uh, draw influence from the way they did it? There is. And I was actually thinking about this, uh, recently, as far as if someone even asked me these questions, if I would answer, uh, because <laughs> yeah. I used to be, and I always was like a cover your tracks kind of guy. So no one can come up and, you know, do the same thing you're doing type of idea. Um, cover your tracks don't make it easy for anyone but then i was thinking i was like yo i have no problem expanding on influences because i feel like the blueprint that can, that i'm trying to lay out is so i don't want to say the hard way but it's so like pure and just like it, it's like the long climb that i have no problem telling people how to do it because if more people want to come up the way that i'm trying to come up with respect to the culture and respect to the art like i am i have no problem helping showing the way so uh that's a good question i appreciate you asking um, as far as influences on, on labels, it was kind of weird. I, at first I wanted to influence my artistry because at first I was a drummer and it was after kind of MF doom and what he was doing in the early two thousands where he was releasing you know, four or five projects in, in a couple years span under different aliases, different names. He would produce them all very, you know, underground, like just crazy legendary shit where like people don't even understand, like they'll look at his shit and be like, not even know it's him because it's him under an alias, like type of shit. And I was like, okay, right, this guy's right. a workhorse and he's just doing it for the love of the culture. He's doing it for the love of the music. He is taking his name off of it. He's got the mask on. He has his name off of everything and he's just releasing and working. And I was like, okay, I just know that I need to work to be recognized. If it took this guy this hard of a work to get recognized, I know I need to just start fucking working. So I just kind of yeah. model what I do after just people who do consistent hard work and consistent output. Um, uh, the guys over at Griselda Records, West Side Gun, the way he kind of constructed that label, uh, they be, they release mad projects, just project after project. And there's only like, you know, started with three members on the group. Now there's a couple more and it's expanding. So uh, I like the people who kind of just work hard, like project, 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 project. Because um, I feel like if you care enough about your craft, there is nothing else you should want to do. There is nothing else that should stop you. But then from putting your head down and just working and working. So yeah, man. Yeah. A lot of them people who just release project after project, uh, do I look at, you know, you can look at that. I actually look at, um, well, first of all, I, I completely agree. A lot of times, like I forget to, comment on what the person just said because i just agree you know what i mean and i just move past it, but i just want to say it like i agree man like i i'm inspired by that and like a lot of what i see is um i actually am a i'm big into stand-up comedy and like i really look at certain comedians that uh have like especially in the pandemic like there's this one comedian andrew schultz who like completely like doubled his influence through the pandemic and just keeps putting out like banger after banger of like content, you know what I mean? Oh. And like, it, it, so kind of like this conversation we had earlier, just about like applying general concepts of your influences, like across genres, like, across mediums. And so, you know, I look at a guy like him who's constantly doing that and that inspires me in my, in my music or the podcast, you know, like oh. I got, I will say that it's hard though, man. It's hard to like sometimes, find the motivation to because it's such a grind it's such a long road to anything fruitful in in the it music is. industry it but is. if you have the sickness like you want it that you want it mm -hmm. bad enough i just think like well yeah it's gonna be a long time i guess before like i'm counting money because of this stuff but I, i'd rather i'd rather be on the road there than not there you know exactly. what i mean and long, give myself no chance still a destination a long time is still an arrival time yeah yeah i mean like because what else am i going to be doing you know like maybe making yeah. more money and like building a career and something i don't want to be doing but that, that's not building a career that's just having a job yeah yeah you know it, it, it's yeah it's just it's depressing to think about like if I weren't, if I wasn't doing music and like my buddy, I'm in a, I was in a couple bands. So now I'd only have my one cause my friend, uh, 
and you know everybody's path is different everybody has their own tolerance for the grind i guess but i had a band dissolve like just today actually just because our songwriter just like wasn't feeling it anymore like music just wasn't making him happy anymore and it, it's a it's a bummer but at the same time i'm just like i know that i would never actually feel that way it's let's exactly like, and you don't want to be building with someone who and obviously it's no insult all positive energy no no um, he's a he's a homie build, dude you don't want to just build with someone who isn't on the same page as you you just can't build with someone who's on the same page who's not on the same page as you yeah yeah and it make it, it can be tough to find people to join bands because a lot of times people will say that they're in, that they're interested or they say they want to do it but then like when push comes to shove it's time to like actually get professional about it and it's like actually time to put in the work to make it more than a hobby people flake out you know or or they want to be the ones who are in charge and then you get someone say like if i'm all of a sudden i'm barking out orders you know, and not a, not in a dick way, but in a way that's just like, all right, this needs to be done. This needs to be done. This some people just are uncomfortable with like not being in a lead role. I found mm-hmm. it, it, it it's it's interesting. Um, uh, since I've worked with so many different songwriters that are also I consider friends, uh, it even adds a little more dynamic to it because it's like it not takes the professional out of it, but it makes it more difficult to get somebody to rap their mind, including myself to wrap their mind around something that you consider should be treated most on a professional level when it's just like buddies hanging out, doing stuff. So, um, uh, again, people just kind of on that same page of like, kind of, I treat it as professionality. And, and fortunately enough, the people that I've worked with and myself, uh, we've been able to connect and, and make beautiful things, but it is always, there's a lot of conversation for the first of making an EP with someone, I find that the first set of practices, always there's more time talking. There is plenty. Yeah. More time talking, more time talking, more time plotting, more time planning, more time finding common ground, more time brainstorming. Uh, then there actually is playing. And then, you know, by the time you're done, there's still a shit ton of brainstorming, a shit ton of talking, and just a little bit more playing, a little bit more structure. So the, every practice is at least half talking, half playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and always you know, always have to be building and connecting and brainstorming. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting too because like every band, what that dynamic looks like is going to be different. You know, like I'm in, like even when I was in two bands, it looked it looked pretty different because in one it was more of a collaborative environment where like songwriting was kind of being done together on the fly, it, and <clears throat> and then in my main one at least for the record that I recorded recently, like I did it all myself basically. So like practicing that and bringing a band together for that is, is more like me explaining to a bunch of people what to do. And, but trying to also find, to, to find the dynamic of like, all right, yeah, I'm explaining to you what to do and how to play it, how I wrote it. But then also trying to like encourage people to like put their own spin on it and, to make them feel like included in that process while still maintaining your own vision, you know, mm-hmm. it, it can be a lot. Yeah, I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Go on. Keep going. Oh no. I was okay. just saying it can, it, it can be a lot. It can be a lot. It can be like a walk in a tightrope. Cause you don't want to like, you don't want to get too frustrated when people aren't doing it, how you want to do it. But then also you don't want to like go too far the other way and completely <clears throat> give up your vision. And, and one thing I like to do when I first begin, and I guess this is, again, I treat music with anything in life, but obviously we're just talking about music or band shit or whatever. Um, whenever I first approach something, like in the very beginning stages, I'll like talk in conversation when things get a little more serious or whatever. I'll look someone in the eye and just say, hey, I will put in as much as you put in. I will. There is a guaranteed at least a match of effort, commitment, just whatever word you want to use from me that you put in uh and that right there kind of i felt always kind of set the tone where it's just like if you know i mean so it holds someone to their own account accountability if someone's like yo why isn't dan doing something oh that's because you're not trying to set it up and do it you know what i mean like i I always yeah so where someone's kind of at their quote-unquote own accountability and i do it to myself too i never expect someone to do more than what i am willing to do um and then 
you know, if it, if it works out and you just end up having to work a bunch, then good. That's the position you wanted to be in anyway. But I always like to set the tone where it's like, yo guys, listen, we're in a three-legged race together. Like we all go the same. <laughs> speed. Um, you know what I mean? Like I can only put in yeah. the same amount of effort you can. I'm only going to make it as far as you do. You're only going to make it as far as I do. Uh, and I like to try to set that immediately in like any, you know, any formal relationship or building relationship. Yeah, I think it's kind of like, you know, there's two options. There's either match my energy and my commitment in terms of planning, execution, all that stuff, or put the same amount of effort into just, or or open yourself up to being delegated to do things. <laughs> like exactly. It's like it's like either contribute to the idea process or contribute or just be willing to do what I tell you to do because I have the ideas. Yeah. And if like, if, if neither one of those things appeals to you, then like, this is not the thing for you. You know what I mean? Like it's not on no negativity. It's just right. Right. You can't build with it. Exactly. It's just, you can't coach with them. You can't win with them. (laughs) (laughs) Right, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard to find the balance and not, you know, be an that's asshole. What makes it, that's what makes the whole thing so like special. Cause everyone that I was able to build with and, and create and release something with, like there is a bond that I don't have with anybody else. There's just something there that like, even if some weird, weird, weird thing separates us, like we're still like something about our souls are combined forever. Cause we made, you know what I mean? So I, I it, yeah. it makes it that much more beautiful. It makes that thing that much more special when you, you take a look back and kind of see how rare it is to build with people. Yeah. And then when you do, it's just like, oh man, that was, look at this. That's beautiful. Like, this is beautiful. Yeah. No, I mean, that's so hard that I, for a while, straight up gave up (laughs) on that. (laughs) Like, like I was in a, a couple bands, like trying to build something like that, where it was like a, like a team of people, you know? Mm. And, the reason I ended up recording the record on my own was because it was impossible. Like for me anyway, like it, it was just so hard. I had so much bad luck. And I just thought, you know, if I, if I want to have a record, like I'm just going to have to do it myself. And yeah. I had my friend play drums for me cause I can't do that. But everything else, I just, I put all the money up myself. I arranged everything myself. I recorded it. I mean, my, I, I hired a producer and stuff. I didn't record it literally myself. I just played everything. But now I'm trying to like, put a band together around the stuff I made, which is turning out to be okay. I mean, it's still a struggle. People come and go, but yeah. at least it's, I'm not relying on anyone. If like, if someone quits, that doesn't mean the band is over because like I'm at exactly. the end of the day, as long as I want to keep doing it, it'll, it'll still be kind of alive. And, um, and it seems like you're doing a lot of the legwork to make it easy for, I don't want to be like, just so you have interchangeable parts, but it seems like you're doing the legwork to make it easy for if someone leaves, someone can just jump in and kind of, pick up where we yeah. left off and, and cause you're kind of and bit so big up to you. You got the call and you're enthused to kind of do it yourself and doing it. So word. Yeah. Well you have to, you have to, yeah, you got to believe in what you're doing. I, and which I do, man, like I, I, I feel really good about it. Like I, I wouldn't have put, you know, the money that I put into it and the time and all this, the effort to do all the stuff that's not music in order to make the music work. If I didn't think that I had something, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it, the fact that I, I do think I have something, so it's worth it. It's it's a lot though, dude. Some I gotta be honest. Like sometimes I just like I'll cancel a practice or something just because I'm like, dude, I just don't have it today. Like <laughs> it's there's so much. I know that's not good. I'm, I mean, not saying that like I don't, try not to make a habit of that, but sometimes it's just no, like, it, good god. It, man. it is weird because sometimes like I'll like because the creative the creative process or the creative mind isn't like just an automatic thing. You can't just wake up and be like, okay, I'm about to go practice and and let's write a song you know what i mean you got like basically like and it sucks because for me like before i even creatively write or sit down at the drum set i'm probably like already thinking about the drums for the past like six hours and drum part you know what i mean like mentally prepared like fuck to even yeah do this. i like had to leave work early to fucking like and change that mind state so yeah it's hard just to like be like okay time to do it practice i mean one thing because you can always kind of physically run through songs but just like yeah to I can understand what you're saying, kind of. You can't just turn on the creative process. No, right. Yeah, it, it's that's been a, a real struggle, especially because, uh, you know, having like an entire record done and now 
being in that limbo phase of like, all right, the record is pretty much done, but it's not out yet. But now I'm trying to like find the balance of like writing new stuff and then also practice the old stuff and trying to figure out like, what is this new stuff going to be? And, you know, sometimes you're so excited about the new stuff that you don't put as much time in perfecting the live performance of the old stuff. And, you know, it can be tempting to want to move on already when you haven't even started fucking promoting the stuff that's coming yeah. out. And yeah, I'm already calling it the old stuff when it's not even out. You know what I mean? Exactly. That That's how I feel too. But that, I mean, that's kind of the mindset I'm on where it's like, it's old before you know i mean if it's done like, i i i bet yeah i yeah um especially now because it's like fuck like i don't even know if i'm ever going to want to play a show again as in i just want to keep writing and putting out art and you can't do you know i mean it's two different types of practice it's two different types of mindset so i'm like fuck i don't know if i'm going to ever play a show again because i just want to keep making records and making records and writing creatively and using my time to write creatively yeah yeah, I think at a certain point, you know, if if people like what you're doing, they're going to want you to come to them. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, of course. But of course. no, I'm I know like I I think like it's I get the most excited I think when something clicks for the first time in the studio, like when you find a mm. great sound and you're tracking it and you realize like how awesome it sounds and you're like, "Holy fuck, dude, this is <laughs> sweet." Like it just yeah it, it changes yeah because you're like in for example yeah I was, I was actually thinking about that earlier too because I, I had to brush up on this record too because like you say the old the new shit is the old shit i'm, I'm the same <laughs> yeah way. um i'm kind of the same way so i was listening to it earlier and i was like damn we probably were playing these and they were probably sounding so dusty and raw when we were practicing them and then the studio was just like did what they did and yeah uh Shout out the Kaleidoscope in Lancaster. Uh, just got to plug that studio because they worked out on our shit. But yeah, it's always fun kind of seeing the the dusty like demos from the the practice room to the final product. Yeah. Um, and I was going to ask you too. I, I'm sure. ADD. I ramble around, jump around a lot. But as I, you can tell, I'm, I'm fucking more ADD head. than any fucking man. Bird salad yeah. in every answer. Yeah, it's all good though. I mean, I I, I actually. <laughs> I think it actually makes sense the way the ADD mind works, like loose associations and things like that. Like it, I think, I mean, I don't know my, the way I talk reflects the way I think that's for sure, because I'll be on one idea and it reminds me of a previous one. And then I'm like, all right, well I got to jump on that before I forget. But the question I thought of was you, you mentioned actually very early on about how, uh, you, you, you like the way you promote and you feel like you do a good job of promoting. And I'm, I'm curious, like one, what do you think are some things that, people don't do that they should in terms of promotion and what are what are some things that you feel um what are like the ho- the hallmarks of like a good say like you putting out a record or whatever like what are the hallmarks of like the obvious to do's that that everyone should yeah. be doing so i guess just kind of differently you can we can begin i mean this is on right now there's a lot of record labels that i i enjoy that i kind of that work a little differently, but I'll just say uh, the fact that the guy behind the drums is the guy reaching out to you, is the guy making the poster, is the guy, you know, putting on the show, is the guy, like, the fact that it's one man. You know when you go to a job and the boss, like, literally did everything already before, like, every department, he became the boss because he was good at that department, then switched to that department, then switched to that department. And something about that boss just makes you feel a little more comfortable uh, that's kind of how I feel the approach is like since I've been a part of the music making, I've been a part of the art, I've been a part, you know, in the middle of the recording, throwing different ideas around, like just being a part of the whole thing and being very uh, forward, motivational and enthused about every part and trying to connect the dots in every way kind of makes it to where if I'm presenting you the final product, uh, I can A, answer any questions to the full ability and B, promote it to where I know every angle that is the best angle. I, you know, I mean, like I know the good side. I know from the top left is the best angle of picture. So I know, obviously, there's no flaws in my work, as I would always say. But I know how to promote <laughs> it because I was literally a part of every single process. So uh, differently, it's kind of hard without letting you literally bringing you into my drum room and showing you the behind the scenes or bringing you in my mind. Uh, but I feel like just kind of being a part, touching every part of the process, gives me the advantage and just someone who 
sits at a desk, gets handed something and says, here you go, do something with this. Yeah, I think I want to I want to clarify. I want not necessarily clarify, but I want to say that, like, I'm I'm that way. What you just described is how I am, because like. Mm all of that interests me and I'm, I'm kind of fucking neurotic about it. Like I, I <laughs> like I have a, like a vision that is kind of like far reaching when it comes to my own shit, at least. Um, I know exactly what I want in almost everything, wh- whether it be videos, the way a poster looks like the stickers, like merch, like everything has got my fingerprints all over it. And, yeah. but I also want to clarify because I don't, I'm not delusional to think I'm not, not that you are either, but I think like you, we both realize that not everyone is like that. And so I think like it's important for people to not feel like if you're hearing, uh, if you're hearing us talk about this stuff and you're not the type that puts your fingerprints on everything, it doesn't mean you have to be because no disrespect, right? Like everyone's good at their own methods. Yeah, I think like finding your strength and figuring out what works for you is the most important thing. Like for you and I, like that's what works, like being into everything. But also you can have an understanding of everything. Like you can be around for everything and like take an active interest in your shit. Like even if you're not the one making the posters, you're not the one doing all this stuff. Like you can still take an interest in like what is going on and like understand the theme of it anyways. Like you don't have to just be a bass player. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can like, you know, get involved in your band. Like, you know, you'll get out of it what you put into it. So like, even if you're not the one making these things, like you can have a more rewarding experience and also be more knowledgeable during interviews, things like that. If you like ask questions from the people who are doing it and like taking, like I said, just take an active interest in what you're doing because like, if not, I mean, I don't know. Why are you doing it? I I don't know. Exactly. some people uh, I just wonder, like, kind of to, not the like uh, to play kind of off what you were saying. I I still don't want people. I want because my idea is taking creativity and pushing it as far as it can go. In order to do that, you do have to try new things. You might have to suck at something. So it, you know, what I mean, I, I do encourage yeah. you. Like, if you never fuck around on Photoshop, like start fucking around. You know what I'm saying? Like, try to make a flyer, try to make something, even if it sucks. Guess what? You made it, so it it has great value. Um. You know, try to mess around. If you've never written a promotional email, email like just say, "Hey, I want to, I want to try this," just so you can learn the ropes on everything. Because uh, that that is, I feel physically getting on everything and just trying trial and error, physical trial and error is a good method of pushing your mental creativity as far as possible. Yeah, I I want to speak to that because I completely agree. I I think like I've gone through, I've put myself through a lot of embarrassment um, by just trying things and like putting out like making album covers or making posters that sucked and like putting it out there because at the time I was super into it, too super excited about it. And then, you know, I'll get reactions from my friends or something and then I'll realize like that it just wasn't it, you know, but like now, like naturally through this process of trying all these different things, like I'm at a place where I feel way more comfortable and I feel way more in command of that. And I feel way more confident about the stuff that I make but I think I don't think I would be here if I hadn't exposed myself, you know, made made myself vulnerable to criticism and kind of like absorbed that criticism and like and actually used it to 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 be better instead of like not putting myself out there just to avoid the criticism, you know, so I can be the butt of a joke with my friends and I don't give a shit. That's fine, dude. It's all good. It's all part of being a friend. But like if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't be as good at things as I am now, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm a big uh just gotta put your head down and work and learn how to do anything. There's the only the only way you can learn is just by doing. Yeah. What 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 got you um what kind of got you into music originally? Like did your parents play music or like growing up? Like was there like particular bands um, that like got you interested? Yeah, so I guess uh my parents they, they like played music, but they're not like music people it's not like music is their form of art or entertainment it's not like they just have like music playing throughout the house or whatever but you know the radio was always on and if a song was a good song that they enjoyed you know my mom would like sing or be like ah oh, turn it up and shit so like music was always prevalent um and just there in my life um i started kind of developing my own taste just like kind of through rock radio the same shit that a lot of people kind of go through um and then I, I don't know. I just kind of somehow just gravitated towards 
a couple bands just caught my attention as I feel like this is a common story that everyone does where it's like you casually listen to this, casually look at that. And then just like, you see something that's just like, Whoa. And I just started seeing even just like on a, a mainstream level. Like I was just seeing these bands that were like the obvious bands or the top of the genre bands. And I was just like, Oh, this is sick. Like, you know, like the Ramones or like bands like rush and shit like that. Like where I was just like, Oh, is fucking crazy so i just like something about it, just kept listening to music kept listening to music and just somehow had the natural ability to play drums uh there's just a drum set somewhere jumped on was just like kind of holding the beat and i was like this is sick uh somehow got my parents to like buy me one and just kind of jammed on it for a little bit uh put it away because my mom's a first grade teacher so that kind of limits your drumming ability when yeah. it's like she comes home from work and here's like 27 year olds tapping on a desk all day. You know what I mean? So it's like, all right, I'll be respectful and just like, yeah. I'll, play the drums. I'll wait till I have my own place. So, uh, just in the meantime, I just kept doing research for some reason. I just kept like discovering new bands and be like, Holy shit, this is sick. Holy shit. Just going into new genres, uh, started hosting shows, started, you know, playing in just like kind of DIY underground scenes. Uh, you know, when I was 11th, 12th grade and like some bands then and then just kind of had life happen and just kind of like got a job and just chilled for a minute all the while just kind of doing research uh and then i just happened to get a house where i can now have my drum set and i just fucking audit and planned an attack for a couple years and now i'm just living it out um yeah so yeah so music not really all throughout my life as far as like someone being like yo sit down and listen to this but i feel like i have as weird as it sounds, a good mixture of like all four of my immediate family members kind of taste in music to where I'll go from like Prince and like 80s pop to like sometimes, you know, like the Black Sabbath and shit like that. And then I'll go like up to like newer shit, like the Slayer and the heavier shit. Like, and then I'll go to like the hip hop side. So it just like kind of jumps around from everyone in my household, I guess. I really thought about that because music isn't really like an important go to. Whenever I release something, everyone's just like, okay like no fucking listen to it people like (laughs) right you said you hosted uh, some diy shows what was that you said you hosted some shows yeah so yeah when i was when yeah um when i was in like 10th 11th grade uh, i guess just me and some other like-minded people just connected and we formed a band and we actually just i don't know we didn't didn't know what was like right or wrong we just kind of somehow due to other friends i think older brothers and shit just somehow we're like always going to like these underground micaster scene shows like when like august burns red would put on shows at like the fire hall and like shit like that so to us that was like kind of normal so, yeah. like we would just see these diy shows and we were like in 11th grade and shit we were like booking like you know what i'm saying we booking these bands like that were like real bands and shit that would come play and like we would open we'd be like fucking like 15 and then, like, these, like, 28-year-olds would come on and play, like, real music and shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it was cool because, like, I remember it was, like, some of the funnest times. And, like, I, I still, like, talking about it now makes me seem way cooler than what I was when I was fucking 15. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, that's pretty awesome, though. Like, it's one of those things where when you're that pure and you're just doing it, you don't even realize what you're doing. Like, you don't even realize how difficult it can be for people to, like... <laughs> even get a show and you guys are hosting them you know like it when, was you're, crazy. You, when you're a teenager dude you just feel like when things happen it's just like everything's happening because that's just what happens you know exactly. like you don't you don't have any perspective exactly. and there's like a exactly. beautiful like, thing to that <laughs> it was crazy because it'd just be like we would host a show at some like you know like a community center like a gym somewhere and then the band that we hosted were like okay because like everyone's just like the show for show you know just the proper respect thing they're like, okay, uh-huh. here's a show at the fucking chameleon club or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> it'd be like, yo, okay, you we played in like your fucking like Cochranville Fire Hall. There's a show at the biggest like city, like the biggest stage in Lancaster. Like, fair trade. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I want to play the cock, uh, the chameleon club. I said the cock chameleon. I want to play the chameleon club, dude. I want to play the cock club. They that closed, sounds dude, great. They closed. Oh, son of a bitch. Well, okay, they they didn't. Or did it just turn a different color? Hey, but they're relocating. Yeah, they're they they fucking are just blending in. What a dumb joke. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so stupid, dude. Thank you for calling it out. 
Oh, uh, yeah. They, well, they said they're like relocating or whatever, but I feel like there's a lot of music venues, unfortunately, around the United States that are quote unquote relocating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fucked, man. But like my prediction is coming true in my region in Detroit anyways. Like a lot of, you know, I'm pretty much Nostradamus of DIY, but it's all good. But like people were saying like, you know, nervous about house venues closing down and things like that which sucks dude i'm not don't get me wrong it sucks in different bars but like for every every venue that i know has closed i know of one that at least in diy like i know of one that's that's opening like i got two different friends who have told me on the hush that like they're going to be doing shows and like i'm going to be doing like acoustic gigs at my place so it's actually it actually worked out in my favor in a fucked up way because like now it's like I was, I was friends with people that like would run these places, but now I'm like more, more connected to the people that are going to be opening their houses than I was the previous venues. So like there's always like, there's always fluctuation. Even when there wasn't the pandemic, dude, like house venues always open and close and all they always, you know, you know, so it's, it's happening. Feel, it's going to happen. I feel it's going to happen. I feel they're going to come back a little strong now just because uh, the motivation. People just got to sit and stew and get motivated and get motivated. You know what I mean? It's just like, fuck, there's no shows. Yeah. So there's so many people are just sitting there like angry, like no shows, no shows to where it's just like at this point, it's like they're going to try to start putting them on out of necessity. And then there's just going to be a pe- lot of people who are just like putting on shows now, which is awesome. But I feel like there's some motivation coming out of just sitting at home waiting to go to a show. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, I've been, uh, back and forth in my mind about what that's going to look like, whether people are going to be, cause I already know that like when, when people announce shows, even if they don't end up happening, like I'll, I'll be in group chats with friends that will be pretty upset with the bands that are doing that like saying like oh they're it's like insensitive to the pandemic it's insensitive yeah. to people that don't have a vaccine i'm like well dude i mean maybe i guess but at the same time like certain people i mean you're not going to be able to stop society you know that's what i'm like, saying like should it just not happen like uh, yeah should it just not happen yeah and i'm, it, I'm not it either happens or it either happens and then happens again when when uh, at another time or it doesn't happen and then happen again at another time so it's like why yeah. not just have it happen and then happen when uh, you know what i mean but yeah and, you can't hate on anyone for being you know overly cautious you know what i mean no not um, not at all i i just yeah. think that like it's it's i just like to have a healthy amount of optimism you know that things will work out that you know things will go back to normal at some time, even if that's ridiculous. And I'm still like doing my part. I got vaccinated. I wear the fucking mask. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I do what I'm supposed to do within reason, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I basically, I'm going to follow whatever the laws are. Like I, I maybe some people will criticize that, that like, if the law says I can go somewhere, I'm going to go there, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. That's, exactly. That's, exactly. Uh, I mean, I got, uh, Couple, couple tickets to some concerts in October recently, so I'm not gonna say anything negative about this conversation at all. I'm <laughs> waiting right. to go to some shows already. Yeah, I think as long as you're just not a fucking asshole about it, like it's fine. You know, That's like, it, like yep. it's not like the bands announcing tours are like saying, "Hey, it's the fuck you tour." You know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> they're trying to be positive. Like, any show I go to, anyway, I'm like in the back corner smoking mad blunts anyway so there's not going to be any <laughs> exception like this is no exception if anything it just like makes me look normal it's like cool leave that guy in the back smoking mad weed whereas before it's like get that guy <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> do they have weed legal in pennsylvania they do not it's oh. it's medical but you know i mean you gotta get your, yeah. your medical card it's very loose as in like you can just call a doctor and be like yo i can't sleep and he's just be like cool i got you pay like 300 bucks but still like you gotta have a card you can't just be like smoking yeah what a racket (laughs) i mean it's it's what it is i mean i i i still will probably buy from someone's garage anyway (laughs) yeah dude i gotta tell you though man like in michigan like you guys will have it legalized soon and in michigan it, it 
it's been legal for about a year now and going into a dispensary is so fucking awesome like it's so crazy to see like mad fucking jars of weed like behind the <laughs> counter and like having so many having so many options that you don't even know <laughs> like you're like asking about like you're at a car dealership or like how fast is this one you know it's so like yeah. weird asking stoners how fucked up certain strains get you it's like whoa <laughs> and then you just yeah, walk out so with out. weed it's like what the fuck yeah i know nothing about that like you know, <laughs> we all we used to go to i mean you probably maybe still do but like you used to go to so much trouble to to try and get weed like from uh-huh. some fucking wannabe gangster dude you always gotta wait an extra hour and a half for whatever fucking reason too yeah always like the yeah. dude texts you he's on his way when he hasn't even left yet that's how it always fucking is yeah dude, yeah, dude. I, I, I could it's ridiculous but uh <laughs> hey turn turn down your volume just a little bit because I am starting to hear myself a little bit I got you but but yeah, I was going to say, my dad listens to this podcast, so I don't want to, like, reveal all my secrets about, like, things I would go through to get weed when I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's crazy because it's, like, it's medical beneficial now. Like, it you, it helps yeah. people with their problems. THC, <laughs> CBD helps people with their problems. Yeah, that's a cute little euphemism, medical marijuana. I like that. But, uh... <laughs> Just just let people smoke weed, dude. I think all drugs should be legal, to be honest with you. Like, I'm kind of... I like the libertarian approach to drugs. It's just like, like if you want to do it, like, that's your choice type of thing. Like, you get the yeah. consequences then. Think about it, dude. If heroin was legal, would you go do it right now? Like, probably not. Like, <laughs> I would. I mean, I guess not. That wouldn't really change my perspective. Right. Like, I, I, just, I just feel like if it was legal, you'd be able to... And the war on drugs, you should be, you'd be able to like actually set up like sanctioned environments that are like safe zones for people who are addicted to dangerous drugs. And I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Maybe legal, illegal might not be the the proper words used, but just the approach when somebody is, you know, I mean, just the approach in general, just like of yeah, how to uh, approach a community that is ridden with stuff like that maybe needs to be refined. Right. But before we before we wrap, I want to get into one more thing here. Like so your your record uh was it Red Ball Blue Chicago? For, Red Ball Blue Chicago. So what was there like a is there any sort of concept behind this record? Was there any sort of like thematic elements of it or like kind of like what what should people take away from it when they listen to it? Yeah, um I I like to kind of fashion it as a kind of positivity in the form of aggression uh and kind of what i mean by that is i you know i want to be abrasive i want to bring abrasive things i want to bring thoughts i want to bring conversations that might not be comfortable that we might you know that we might not just like you know that people may disagree on that people just can't see eye to eye on i'm not trying we don't want to tell you how to feel about things we just want to start the conversation so there's a lot of you know conversation starters in here um it's all positivity it's all all of it is approached with positivity i mean basically finding out the the most aggressive way to say thank you (laughs) yeah Um, i know you mean yeah and as far as you know like thematically just it's 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 a take on life uh we we gathered every weekend for a couple months throughout 2020 and this is what happened when, you know, two two people who kind of see eye to eye on things and 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 want to kind of expand beyond where we're from and, and expand our thoughts beyond what, you know, the rules that were kind of given to where we're from and and just kind of push boundaries and show that there's no rules in this game. Right. That's cool, dude. I can I can fuck with that. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a long, it's gonna be a long, long road. But trust me, Big Eleanor Records and shit, we're here to fucking stay. We're here. Our feet are planted. And where do you kind of see? Th- where would you like to see things go? Like, do you have like a like a loose sort of like five year plan? I know that's cheesy, but like, where do you where do you kind of see things going? Where would you like things to go with that? 
Yeah, so I, I do. I mean, I don't necessarily have a quote unquote five year plan, but I do have a uh, tomorrow plan. I have a three month plan, and then I have kind of like where I would like to be at the end of the year plan. Um, so tomorrow, um, I got a couple things that we just gotta keep working on to uh, get you know get uh, advocate uh, the one group I'm in with my friend. Shout out Kyle Caffrey. Awesome songwriter, good friend of mine. Uh, I'm, we're working together. We're trying to put out our second EP. Um, it'll be the first one on Big Eleanor Records. We put out one last summer. So I got to work, get some drum parts together for that. And I got to stay connecting with Pace to try to get out some, you know, some hip hop uh, as soon as possible. We got a little plan on how we're going to approach things. So it's just kind of working on a daily basis to keep that going. And I got to keep promotion, promoting my first skateboard that I released recently. Uh, three months and three months is easy because I actually live in the future. I live three months in the future. Uh, we've already had this conversation. Uh, I kind of just travel back <laughs> three months from now to talk to you right now. So yeah. I'll see you there. Uh, three months, <laughs> uh, I think we'll be in the studio. We're kind of finishing up on the day, the follow up for Avocat. We're going to be starting to see some releases from Pace. I'm going to be kind of getting some clothing merch going out. At the end of the year, we're going to have probably two more releases, including the Avocat one under the, the, you know, that I played the drums on. Probably at least two more releases. That would be the Ace and then one other artist. So at least four other artists kind of going by the end of the year and at least three skateboard decks. And I want to have at least a shirt, a long sleeve and a sweatshirt so you can wear any fucking weather you can wear the shit. So um a lot of work cut out i probably want to expand because this is just a one-man show right now uh and i just divide myself up into each team so if i can kind of the more i can bring on i could probably expand um yeah that's kind of what i have going on right now and by the end of the year like i said i'll be on shows with you again i'm kicking in the doors with everywhere with this shit so like once i'm in i'm bringing everyone with me so one year from now you're gonna see me and like at least three other of people that are just related to Big Eleanor Records, just like somewhere talking about shit, just talking their shit, talk your shit, talk your shit. Cause I only work with people I respect and that I feel deserve to talk their shit. So there's gonna be a lot of shit talk being done by the end of the year. <laughs> Good, dude. I like it, man. I like hearing that you have all these ideas and you have like this motivation. It's, it's refreshing. It's nice. It's nice. Sometimes I need to hear this shit myself because it's like, you know, a hundred and. 16 episodes in it can start to feel like it's uh, i'm just like going f going with the motions you know what i mean going through the motions it's nice to hear someone like really just like on the ground floor of something really fucking grinding makes me realize like i could i could take that approach you know so it's cool i respect it um just let people know like where they can find everything and then we'll uh we'll wrap up here yeah, so Big Eleanor Records. This is Danny Nono. You can find me walking around Lancaster, walking my dog Tito. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, do you have like um, social media for all that stuff? Yeah, uh, I guess you could say we got the Instagram with the Big Eleanor Records. It, it, homemade ski mask uh i guess instagram is the way that the kids are on tiktok's cool but i don't know i feel like that's for the youngins uh the young youngins and ah. yeah so uh i guess it's on instagram if you need to like check us out on a robot we're on instagram uh but again find me walking my dog stop up say hello and i'll <laughs> gladly just talk to you face to face fuck yeah dude all right man well i appreciate it keep us updated let me know if you want to come back if you got some new shit coming so Man, I, again, I appreciate you, you know, sharing your space. This is always a beautiful thing when just two people like minded like we are or people who disagree, just two people kind of can connect. And yeah, I was looking forward to this today. You made my Tuesday. Sweet, dude. I appreciate it, man. It's always a good time. It's always a good time. All right. Yeah. Well, then, um, yeah, I will. Uh, I'll catch you later um, and I will let you know. Oh, fuck. All right. Cool. I guess he dipped. So I'm going to close my, this my bitch bad. down. This is Danny No-No, Big Eleanor Records, homemade ski mask. Don't fuck with it. Night. <laughs> Sweet, dude. All right, man. That's, that's, I'm not going to be able to top that. <laughs> and thank you for listening to another episode of what is now your new favorite band podcast, formerly Invite the Neighbors. Same podcast, same everything. Um, just changing the name because I think it makes more sense. So, um... I will let you guys know how to find us on social media. Right now we're on Instagram at your new fave band pod. 
um, Y-O-U-R-N-E-W-F-A-V-B-A-N-D-P-O-D. You get it. Um, I'll keep you guys updated with everything as we work on trying to get the logo switched up. So it could be some overlap, but yeah, you guys will figure it out. You're smart. Um, thanks for listening and stay tuned. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Follow us on your streaming platform of choice. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. Um, yeah, just, you know, stick around. We'll plenty more awesome bands to come. There's a lot of great bands in our back catalog if you look on Spotify. So just uh, thanks for listening and, you know, tell a friend. <laughs>